Reader's Digest presents Hollywood 360 with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. And suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment including movie reviews, celebrity interviews, classic radio shows, trivia contests, and showbiz news. This hour on Hollywood 360, I'll present a classic radio western drama on Gunsmoke starring William Conrad. But first, national movie critic Sarah Adamson is here to review two films that recently released, The Intern and Pawn Sacrifice. Hey, Sarah, how are you? I'm doing great, Carl. How are you? Excellent. Let's talk about The Intern. Any tips before I go in? Blink. Blink. She hates when people don't blink. It weirds her out. Hi, Jules. I'm Ben, your new intern. I'm glad you also see the humor in this. Be hard not to. I will email you when I have something for you to do. I'll wait to hear from you, sir. I'm terribly sorry. Excuse me. What's this film all about? It's rated PG-13. It's a comedy by CBS Films. Robert De Niro's back as Ben, and he's a retired businessman who wants to get back in the game. Mm -hmm. So his only choice, I think I'll be an intern. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, he this guy's, you know, done well in his life, and it's time now for him to kind of, he's bored with being retired. Right. And he decides, uh, I'll try this, but it's it's a very interesting company that he goes to work for. Oh, it is. It's a successful fashion shopping website, right. actually. Right, run by Anne Hathaway. Oh, yes, yes. Right. And she's the one that really grew this company by leaps and bounds, but she has, that has its problems as well. Yeah, she's not exactly thrilled with having an older intern yeah. at first, but they grow closer. Exactly. You know, through the process. Right. And then Renee Russo, she's great. She's sort of a love interest. Oh, yeah. For, uh, always... for De Niro. <laughs> I love Renee Russo. Oh, so do I. Yeah. She's wonderful. She really, when she shows up in films, she, she always knocks it out of the park. She does. She you does. Know, um, that, that movie with Jake Gyllenhaal that she was in. Oh, oh yeah. Nightcrawler. Yes. Oh, my goodness. That was unbelievable. If people, if you haven't seen that film, Nightcrawler, oh, you got to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, Renee is terrific. And so, uh, a fun film. Yeah. And we have writer, the writer and director is Nancy Myers, who mm, gave us It's right. Complicated yes. and Something's Gotta Give. She's terrific. No. Yeah. All right. Another clip from The Intern. So you're on Facebook, huh? Well, I joined about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> well, barely than never. All right. So there are all these questions for your profile that you can answer if you want to, like people who inspire you. Jules Austin. <sighs> you do inspire Jules. What did you think of the film? You know, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Two and a half stars. It, it's kind of a by-the-book comedy, yeah. but it switches from a comedy to... Right, all of a sudden whoa. it gets serious for a little yeah, while. Yeah, They almost like didn't know which direction to take it with these stars. Yeah. They, because they have these amazing stars. They all do. three of those people are like top of their game, you know, and they thought, well, maybe we'll go comedy, maybe we'll go serious. You right. Know, what do we do? It's more of a, a movie about a woman in this high-stress job yeah. whose husband... It's his job to stay home with the kids. Yeah. And then there's trouble there. Yeah. So when that 
trouble. And then she sends an email out and causes all kinds of uh, rift there. You know, this lighthearted comedy switches to doom and gloom real fast. Yeah, so two and a half stars. I think you're being generous, actually, Sarah. Okay. Which you are a very generous person. thank you. uh, For the intern. (laughs) Let's talk now about Pawn Sacrifice. Prodigy Bobby Fischer became the youngest ever grandmaster in the history of the game. Where do you go from here? I want to play the Russians. You're the best in the world, and I'm going to beat them all. Fischer mania is taking the country by storm. My next guest, Mr. Bobby Fischer. What's this film all about? It's rated PG-13. It's a drama by Bleecker Street. This is a riveting, true story. Set on the height of the Cold War in 1972. Remember the chess prodigy? Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Bobby Fischer? Absolutely. Toby Maguire? Yeah. He's caught between these two superpowers. Yeah. The chess master. Yes. You know, Boris. In Russia. Yes. Best Spassky. And our country. Yeah. It's well, like such it, a it, huge deal. It, yeah. And, and you know, Bobby Fischer, he, did, he wasn't political. He just liked chess. Exactly. And, I mean, he was a little bit of a strange bird, but he was just the best there was here in America. And... Because there was this Cold War, you know, with us in Russia, um, they wanted to somehow put the screws to Russia. And they used him sort of as a pawn, no pun intended. Right. That's the, the title. Because yeah. he, he was. And, right. you know, Bobby Fischer started playing chess at age six. I know. Right? And his yeah. father was nowhere around and neither was his mother. Much. Right. They, they couldn't stop him from playing. If they it, couldn't. They yeah. Really he couldn't. was just obsessed with uh, playing uh, chess. Luckily, he had a few mentors. Uh, this father, Bill Lombardi, who's played by Peter Sarsgaard, is incredible in the film. And so is Michael Stahlberg as his lawyer, but the lawyer always doesn't have his best interests at heart. Right, right, right. We see this genius that really spirals into badness. Yeah, oh yeah, no, no doubt. loses his mind no right. during and, this whole process. And Lee Schreiber, he's great as uh, Boris. Boris Spassky. Yeah, as yes. the Russian chess player that nobody can beat. And uh, the acting is amazing in this film. All right, another clip from Pawn Sacrifice. They're all out to screw me. The Russians and the Jews. We are Jewish. Bobby is Jewish. What do you people say to him when he comes out with this trash? People think there are all these options, but in the end, there's no place to go. Bobby! He might crack. Bobby won't crack. What did you think of the film? You know, I'm way in. This is my type of movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a true story. Right. Um, and, and we have great actors, and the script is wonderful. Oh, the acting is. Yeah, three and a half stars amazing. for sure. Sure. You know, you really this source material. You really couldn't make this up. Yeah. It is such a interesting and to story. take a, something like chess, all right, which is a boring game, and to make such a riveting movie out of it. Yes. I mean, that's not easy to do. You know, when you think of that on paper, like, oh, I'm going to make a movie about chess. And it's like, huh, boring. Right. But this movie is not boring, and the acting is terrific, and the um, cinematography, and just and the, and it is action packed. It certainly is. Yeah. You know, and I've been a huge fan of Maguire's for he's, years. He's, a, he's awesome. Cider House Rules, yes. Sea Biscuit. Right. This is his best performance to date. No doubt. He's demanding, egotistical, aloof, serious, well, depressed. Well, he's sort of going out of his mind, really. He and is. He, and he plays it well. Oh, he does. All right, so three and a half stars for Pawn Sacrifice and uh, only two and a half generous stars for the intern. <laughs> you heard it here on Hollywood 360. But check out all of Sarah Adamson's reviews, not just the one she does on this show, at her website, 
which is sarahsbackstagepass.com. Sarah, great having you on the show. Thank you, Carl. It's always my pleasure. All right, when we come back from the break, it's gun smoke. Don't go away. Are you a fan of classic radio? Shows like Abbott and Costello. What's the guy's name on first base? No, what is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? One base at a time. Well, don't change the... Gunsmoke. I'm that man. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Inner Sanctum. This is your host to welcome you in through the squeaking door. Fibber McGee and Molly. What day is this? Oh, no, let me see. This, dearie, is our 15th wedding anniversary. And many more. As a thank you for listening to this show, we want to give you 10 of the best classic radio shows of all time absolutely free. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com to get them today. You'll receive complete episodes of Sam Spade, Escape, Fibber McGee and Molly, Suspense, Abbott and Costello, Inner Sanctum, X-1, Gunsmoke, Our Miss Brooks, and Lights Out. Just log on to Hollywood360radio.com. And receive your 10 free classic radio shows today. That's Hollywood360radio.com. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. In the late 1940s, CBS chairman William S. Paley, a fan of the Adventures of Philip Marlowe radio series, asked his programming chief, Hubble Robinson, to develop a hard-boiled Western series, sort of a Philip Marlowe of the Old West, and Gunsmoke was born. It was set in Dodge City, Kansas, during the turbulent cattle days of the 1870s. The show drew critical acclaim for its unprecedented realism and attention to detail. Gunsmoke premiered in 1952 and starred William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon. Howard McNear was Doc Adams. Georgia Ellis was saloon girl Kitty Russell. And Parley Bear was Dylan's deputy, Chester Proudfoot. Conrad portrayed Dylan as a lonely, isolated man toughened by a hard life. An instant hit with radio fans, CBS quickly adapted Gunsmoke for television. Conrad and the other radio actors were given auditions, but an entirely new group of actors were cast in the video version, which premiered in 1955. On TV, James Arness played Marshall Dillon, Dennis Weaver was Chester, Amanda Blake was Kitty, and Milburn Stone was Doc Adams. And I think Lisa Wolf played uh, one of the uh, dancers, right, in the in the saloon. Yes, that was Weren't all you? of the dancers. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you they, they did a sort of a uh, little special effects thing. They mm-hmm. just uh, repeated you. Three of me, I right. think there were. Yeah, that's so a lot of me. That was huh? one of your first acting gigs, right? Uh, you no, know, no, I go back a few you, years back before even that. before that yeah. to like um, the, 40s. the uh, kinescope TV in <laughs> the uh, late 40s. Yeah, yeah, that was me. Oh, uh, that's uh, that's I, good. I'm, so. You know, I still look pretty good. Yeah, though, you do. I? Yeah, God, yeah. You have, you're like the picture of Dorian Gray only <laughs> as a female. <laughs> right. Thanks. All right. So it's time for Gunsmoke. This is called The Surgery and it's from February 23rd, 1958. Here's William Conrad as U.S. Marshal Matt Dillon on Gunsmoke. Around Dodge City and in the territory on West, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke, starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved West with young America, and the story of a man who moved with it. I'm that man, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. 
The first man they look for and the last they want to meet. It's a chancy job, and it makes a man watchful. And a little lonely. How is she, Doc? Well, she's going to be all right, ain't she? Your wife is a sick woman, Aaron. Very sick woman. Don't seem hardly right. Lucy always been strong. She don't get sick. Well, she's sick now. Whatever have you been giving her? Oh, giving her pot herb tea. Strong. Real strong. All cured us up before. Well, that's not going to cure her now, Aaron. Pouring all that stuff down here has nearly killed her. You fix her up, Doc. It's your trade, ain't it? It'll be a day or two before we'll know anything. Before I can even do anything. What do you mean? She's too weak after all that stuff that you've been giving her to... To stand an operation. I'll have to build operation? her up. Operation? Well, there's, there's just a chance that it'll, that it'll save her, Aaron. Something's got to relieve that pressure. You want to take a knife to Lucy? Well, it's the only thing I know to do. It, it may not work. I, I can't promise you that it will, but she'll die, sure. Oh, without. no, no, no. You ain't going to take no knife to Lucy, Doc. No, she ain't that sick. I tell you, if you go on feeding her those herbs, she'll die. Well, you cut into her, she'll die, sure. No, no, Doc, get away from the door. Doc, I'm going in there and I'll take care Are of her. Are you it. listening you to along. me? Your wife's got one chance. It isn't a very good chance, but she's got one. And I'm not going to let you take it away from her if I have to keep you out of there with a gun. When... Oh, Doc, you got no right. I've got no right to let her die either. I'm going to send for the marshal. He'll stop you. That's a good idea. That's a very good idea. Jed. Jed. Yeah? Come in here. Ma. Is it Ma? No, son. Your mother's all right. So far. What's Doc got the gun for? Oh, he won't let me go in there with your ma. He wants to take a knife to her. A knife? I'm not here to hurt anybody, boy. I just want to try to save your mother's life. Now, I want you to go into town and bring back the marshal. The marshal? Yeah, that's what I said. Somebody's got to settle this thing. Paul? Yeah, you go along. Bring the marshal, Jed. Law will protect a man's rights. But what'll happen to Ma? Go along, boy. Go along. Now, nothing will happen to you, Ma. Nothing gonna happen to her. Now, that's a fact. Go on, Jed. You get the marshal out here. Don't let him waste no time. If you say so, Pa. I say so. Go on, now. I'll take care of your Ma. I aim to take care of her. Gun or no gun. Now, just listen a minute. If you will. I've got a little story to tell you. Well, it's not so little, it's sort of a tall tale. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Mazurak or not. If you've never worked in steel, then you probably haven't. But he was a legendary giant whose body was made of pure steel. It was Joe who invented riveting. Joe would stand there shaping rivets out of the hot steel with his thumb and fingers. And while the rivets were taking shape, he'd punch holes in the girders or plates with his little fingers. Then he'd plug the rivets into the holes and pound them over with his knuckles. Worked so good that they invented riveting machines to take his place on jobs he couldn't get to. Joe was a busy man, you bet. 
But in between jobs, he couldn't just stand around doing nothing, so he'd stockpile cannonballs, making them out of white hot steel the way little children make snowballs, by rolling them in their hands. <laughs> For entertainment, Joe used to have what he'd call a taffy pull, only he'd use steel instead of candy. And as he stretched it out, his fingers would be shaping it. When he finished each long tug, he'd break it off and lay down another length of rail to cool. Guess half the rails of the B&O were made by Joe at his taffy pulls. Yes, Joe Majorac was the spirit of the steel industry. The spirit of those men who worked and sweat before the open horrors of the Alleghenies. Who laughed and bragged about the strength of their giant while, while they turned out the finest steel in the world. Some of that steel was Joe Majorac himself to hear them tell it. It seems that during the year of the big layoff, when the steel mills couldn't get metal to process. Why, Joe, he melted himself down in the flames of hearth number seven so as America could maintain its steel supply. Yes, old Joe was quite a legend, wasn't he? Say, isn't it nice being citizens of a country where you can laugh and talk about things free as a breeze and write and read and worship too? Yes, sir. Maybe you don't think about it much. But you should. You can leave your horses here. I'll take care of them. Oh, uh, thanks, boy. Yeah. All right, come on, Chester. Yes. I'm... Glad you're here, Matt. Hello, Doc. Hello, I want you to now, get Matt, I him tell out you, he's going to let his All wife right, die. All right, hold on a minute, but, one at a time. Well, he got no right, it's Marshall. It's more than a question of right, no Matt. It's woman's life. I said, hold on. Now, Aaron, you want me to straighten this thing out? Well, sure I do. Well, I can't do it with both of you talking at once. Now, you go on out on the porch with Chester while I talk to Doc. I'll call you in in a few minutes. Well, now, Marshall, Go on, now, go on. I gotta get a few things straight. You go with him, Chester. All right, Mr. Don. Come on, Aaron. Now, Doc, what's this all about? What are you doing holding a gun on a man in his own house? I guess it looks crazy, Matt, but it was the only thing I could think of. Well, did he threaten you? Well, he threatened the life of that woman in there. His wife's got to have care, Matt, whether Aaron agrees to it or not. What's this business about a knife? Well, uh, I've got to operate, Matt. There's something in, inside there causing a terrible pressure. And if it isn't relieved, it'll kill her. Uh, have you done this before? Are you sure that you can save her? Uh, no, man, uh, I'm not. I haven't done it before either. Uh, but I've read about it. And I can tell you this. She's got no chance at all if I don't try it. Now, that's all I'm sure of. That's yeah, pretty chancy, isn't it? With a husband refusing his permission? Well, maybe so. I'd rather have his permission, of course. I'd like to have you with me, too, Matt. But I'll tell you, I'll find some way to do this. Whether you stand behind me or not, I can't let that woman die because of a lot of fear and superstition. Well, Doc, I, I don't know. Uh, can she talk? Is she conscious? She's just barely. Well, can I see her for a minute? I guess so. Only a minute, though. All right. Mrs. Middleton? Lucy? 
This is Marshal Dillon. He wants to see you for a minute. Marshal. Miss Middleton. Uh, I want to ask you, you know what's going on here? You, you know what Doc wants to do? You know your husband's against it? I know. What well, can you tell me? Do you want Doc to go ahead? Yes, Marshal. Are you sure about that? Yes. Anything's better than this. I can't stand it. No, it's all right, Lucy. Don't you worry. Come on, Matt. That's enough. Yeah. Well, Matt? I sure hope you're right, Doug. How can I help? Well, I want you to get her into my office. You can help me with that. Well, isn't that going to make things even worse, carrying her out of here away from her husband? I can't help that. I've got to build her up for a couple of days. If I leave her here, Aaron will go right on pouring that witch's brew into her. She can't stand to get any weaker. Yeah. All right, Doc. I got Chester to hitch up a wagon. Uh, and I'll tell Aaron. Yeah. Thanks, Matt. All right, there is the uh, first portion of gun smoke from February 23rd, 1958, The Surgery, starring William Conrad. And we'll get back to that in just a few minutes. I'll tell you what, I have heard hundreds of gun smokes uh, over the years, and there's not a bad one in the bunch. They are. Just, it was just one of the best shows, great writing, great acting, terrific sound effects. I mean, everything was so realistic. It was really one of the first um, westerns that was created for adults, you know? Right. I mean, westerns, there was Roy Rogers and Tom Mix and Gene Autry and Lone Ranger and Red Ryder. These were all for kids. And then in uh, in the um, mid-1950s, they decided, hey, let's do a western for adults. And they could not have done a better one, Gunsmoke. And then Have Gun, Will Travel came along, Luke Slaughter of Tombstone, some other ones. But Gunsmoke was really the best of the best. All right, here's another Ryan Reynolds uh, movie clip. 2011 Action Adventure. The ring, it chose you. Take it. Place the ring in the lantern. All right. Ryan Reynolds uh, kind of played a superhero in this movie. Uh, 2011, another clip. The ring, it chose you. Take it. Place the ring in the lantern. All right, if you know what uh, superhero movie that is, starring Ryan Reynolds, call us right now. Phone lines are open. 855-360-H360. That's 855-360-H360. The H is a four. Call now and win some fabulous prizes. We'll be right back. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All righty, this is Hollywood 360. I'm Carl Amari, your host, Lisa Wolf, across the council. And uh, she is just, uh, you're, you're, you're a year older, but you look a year younger. Oh, don't a keep year younger. me. You know, Lisa showed me a picture <laughs> of her and her husband. How old were you in that picture? Uh, 21. Okay. I am not kidding. You have to post that picture. It's posted. No, no, oh. listen. Post oh, no. it on Hollywood 360 website. Okay, yeah. So we have a well, I mean, we have a Facebook page for Hollywood 360. It's Hollywood 360 Radio. Just go to Facebook and uh, please go to Hollywood 360 Radio and like us and, and talk to us and ask us 
questions, things like that. But Lisa, please post that picture because Lisa is 21 in this picture. She's on a boat. Uh, Lisa's very wealthy. She's on a boat <laughs> with her husband, Dan. Yeah. You weren't married at the time. No. Because you were both 21. Right. How old were it was Dan? 25 when he got married and you were like 20, 24? Um, I don't know. 25, like 26, whatever. I'm telling you, she hasn't aged. She looks exactly the same. Now, Dan... <laughs> you know I love Dan, but Dan looks different. Dan looks, you know, more mature. You look the same. Well, I don't know. I'll take it, though. So the picture of Dorian Gray, Lisa Wolf. I'll take it. So, uh, no, I want, can you please post that picture? I, I, uh, okay. I, 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 I'm I, 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 Okay, my, right. my red swimsuit. All right, 2011 <laughs> action adventure, Ryan Reynolds. The ring, it chose you. Take it. Place the ring in the lantern. All right, let's see if Mark out in uh, Morocco, Indiana knows. Hey, Mark, how are you? Hey, Carl. How's it going, Mark? I'm very well. All right, excellent. What is it? I said I'm digging it. (laughs) I'm glad you're digging it. Lisa, Mark is digging the show. I I hope so, because we work hard to make you want to dig the show. We work hard, Mark, and uh, Lisa... Works all week long. She doesn't, you know, do anything for her Carl kids. Carl does nothing. I do everything. Basically ignores <laughs> everyone in her life just for this show. But uh, as long as you're enjoying it, it's all worthwhile, right? You bet. All right, Mark. What's it's raw, unadulterated talent? There you go, buddy. You know it. So I want you to win some prizes. What's the name of this movie? Green Lantern. You got it, uh, Mark. You're a very smart man. And thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Mark knew it, Lisa Wolf. He sure did, Carl. He's going to win some fabulous prizes. And uh, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively. This is where I think he met. Well, yeah, he met his uh, wife here. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard from uh, True Blood. Mark Strong and Tim Robbins all in this movie. This movie tanked. Oh, man. Yeah, bad, I know. I did bad. Well. I know. Ryan, but Ryan Reynolds met his wife, Blake Lively, on the set of this film. They get married. They got married September 2012. And had a child in December 2014. Now here's the here's the uh, the issue, okay? So he was married to Scarlett Johansson, right? Don't you think, since he and I are such buds, that he would have like you know given me her cell phone, something? You Maybe know? he gave her your cell phone. She just decided not to use the. How number. could that be? I don't know. Come it's- on. Just come on. Maybe. You know. I don't know. I think he should have been like, hey, listen, you know. Um, didn't work out between me and Scarlett. Scarlett. So um, here's her number, and I uh, put in a good word for you. Yeah, I don't know if a good word's that enough. Would've, that would have been know? really nice of him. It would have. All right, let's get back now to Gunsmoke. Well, Marshal, you going to clear him out of here? No, Aaron, I'm not. Your wife needs help, and Doc's the only man to give it to her, and I've got to take his word for it. You've got no right to I'm force taking him. the right, Aaron. Now, Doc says he's got to take care of her in his office for a couple of days. Well, he can't take her away. Yes, he can, Aaron, and I'll tell you how it's going to be. You can stay right here calling us all names, or you can come along and help us move her. Now, that's up to you. Lucy, need any carrying? I'll do the carrying. All right, then. Come on, Chester. Let's get a wagon. Another drink. Sam, pour me another one. You sure, Aaron? I'm sure. 
I never saw you take more than one, two drinks before. I got my laws life. to drink. Now you just go on pouring. You're the boss. You got cause to drink. I'm the man to drink with you. Well, that's good, mister. Man ought to have somebody to drink with. Oh, yeah. Then it's, it's all right if Sam pours me one, too. <laughs> Pour him one, Sam. All right. Hey, you sound like you got big trouble, mister. I'm always ready to listen to a man's troubles when he's, he's buying my drinks. Don't even let me see her. My wife, Lucy. Oh, keeping a man from his wife. That, that, that ain't right. No, it ain't, mister. It sure ain't. It's no. what I say. Ain't right. The way they got her. Got her up to docks for two days. Can't even see her. Why, that's a terrible thing. That's a terrible thing. Oh, say, my my glass is empty. Mm. Sam, fill him up, Sam. All right, Aaron. It's a terrible thing. It's what it yeah. is, all right. Oh, sure. And tomorrow, tomorrow Doc's going to cut into her. Cut into her? Are you going to let him do that? Well, to your woman? No. No, I ain't. Ain't gonna let any butchering duck do well, we that. we can go right up there and get her away. That's what we, we got. We got plenty of help around here. You just buy these boys a drink, you got plenty of help. Hey, you fellas there? Hey, down, down the end of the bar. Come here. This man's buying. Buying. Is that right, mister? That's right, I'm buying. He buying. Doc has got this man's wife locked up in his office. Are we going to stand for that? Well, come on, then. Yeah, come on. I'll buy more drinks after, but yeah. right now we're going to get my Lucy away from that butchering doc. Right? What's your hurry? Who's going to take Lucy away from that butcher and You just stand back there. You're going to leave Lucy alone. Doc's the only chance she's got. I'm going to get that butcher and Doc and all these men going to help me. They say go and get Doc. Now he's standing out of the way, Marshal. Not like it. Hey, what are you doing there? Pick him up, Sam. All right, Marshal. Hey, I guess it's figured you'd be siding with Doc. Now, you listen to me, all of you. There's some excuse for Aaron acting the way he did. I'm sorry I had to hit him, but the rest of you standing around here working him up to... Doc's got no call. I'm going to tell you something. There's not one of you that has the right to say anything about Doc anyway from Sunday. You got some rotten whiskey burning in your bellies and you're ready to take off like a pack of coyotes on the best man in this town. He's been patching you up and saving your skins drunk and sober for money or for free ever since you can remember. The first time you get a chance, you're howling at his heels. Now you listen to me, good! 
Any one of you makes another move, I'll sell it with my gun, not my fists. Now go on, get out of here, all of you. That was quite a speech, Matt. You want to have a beer and simmer down? No, thanks, Kitty. I better get up to Doc's, just in case. Matt, are you sure Doc's right about all this? You sure this is the right thing to do? No, Kitty, I'm not sure. But a man's got to take his stand. And I've got a back, Doc. I sure hope it proves out. I guess we'll know tomorrow. Yeah, we'll know tomorrow. Well, here we are again. This is Myron J. Bennett with a little-known item of American military history. If you're a television watcher, you've probably figured the United States Cavalry must have spent most of its time shooting up Indians and rescuing wagon trains. Well, as a matter of record, that's almost right. From 1865 to 1898, the Army regulars, horse and foot, fought no less than 943 engagements against the Indians to pave the way for our population explosion westward. And one of them proved the old strategy that it's sometimes better to run away if you want to fight another day. A Sioux chief, Crazy Horse, had been on the war path for months with thousands of braves when five troops of the 7th Cavalry caught up with him at the Little Bighorn River on June 25th, 1876. Instead of waiting for two other columns to arrive and encircle the red men, General George A. Custer attacked the vastly superior forces and was killed in the fighting with all his men. In the official inquiry that followed, one officer, Captain F. W. Benteen, suggested that Custer might have fled the field and saved part of his command, adding his famous footnote to the tragedy. I think discretion would have been the better part of valor if he had. Mr. Dillon, what do you suppose is going on up in Doc's office? We've been sitting on these steps here an awful long time. You can't do things like this in a hurry, Chester. Mm-hmm. Reckon not. Awful hot out here in the sun, no, ain't it? Not as hot as it feels up in Doc's office. Mm, yes, you're right. Uh, Mr. Dillon, how come Miss Kitty's up there helping Doc? I, I mean, wouldn't there be some neighbor lady? No, Chester, there wouldn't be. The neighbor ladies don't approve of the operation. Or at least their husbands don't. It sure does beat all. You notice Aaron there, waiting across the street? Yeah. I see him. He ain't took his eyes off Doc's window all morning. Well, would you? If it was your wife? No. Well, that is a... Well, of course not. I would... Oh, there's Miss Kitty. It's over, Matt. Doc's finished. Lucy! What happened to Lucy? She's alive, Aaron. That's all I can tell you. 
You'll have to wait for Doc. He said he'd be out in a minute. Uh, Kitty, you look all done in. Yeah. Oh. I sure am. What is she going to pull through, Lucy? Is she going to pull through? Oh, honest, Aaron, I'll tell you if I knew. You'll just have to wait for Doc. Uh, could I get you something, Miss Kitty? Some coffee or a drink, maybe? No, thanks, Chester. I, I'll just go along now. Errol fix me up. Kitty. Oh, Doc. Doc. Doc, how is she? Well, Aaron, it's too soon to tell for sure, but uh, I think she came through very well. She's got a lot of courage. Well, is she going to make it, Doc? Is she going to get well? I think she is, Aaron, with time. A lot of time. Yes, I think she's got a good chance. Can I see her now? Just for a minute. Don't expect too much. She's she's been through a lot. And don't talk to her. Just just stand by there for me. Yeah, all right, Doc. Oh. Say, Doc. Yes, sir? Doc, I, I wasn't no help to you, I guess. Doc, I was afraid. Oh, I know, Aaron. Fear does terrible things to a man. But now, I, I want to thank you. Oh, it's all right, Aaron. Uh, you go on up there. Go on, you get up there and see her. All right. Hey, Doc, sit down. Looks like you could use some doctoring yourself. Uh, yes, that was, that was a hard thing, Matt. It was a very hard thing. Except for Kitty, you didn't have much help, did you? No, not much. Just just you and Chester, and, uh, and I thank you. Well, nobody was making it easy for you, that's for certain. Oh, most of them didn't know anybody. Well, that's no help. No, it isn't. And I just wish we had some kind of a operation that would take care of it. Now, what do you mean, Doc? Well, I mean some kind of an operation that would cut out the fear and the ignorance and the... Superstition. So that a doctor wouldn't be fighting two battles whenever he tries to save a life. Yeah. Had to be some knife that'd cut all that out of a person. Yes, man, it would. Sure would. But it's one knife that I, I wouldn't mind using. and directed by Norman MacDonald. Stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Featured in the cast were Parley Bear as Chester, Howard McNear as Doc, and Georgia Ellis as Kitty. George Walsh speaking. Join us again next week for another specially transcribed story on Gunsmoke. This is the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. That's Gunsmoke going back to February 23rd, 1958. The Surgery, starring William Conrad, is heard on CBS Radio. I have a very good uh, friend in the uh, studio. He's my partner in 
one of my businesses, and his name is Mike Stark. What's up, Mike? Not a whole lot, Carl. How are you? What's going on? And uh, Lisa Wolf is here, too. Yeah, you can't get rid of me. No, (laughs) it's never going to happen. So uh, Mike's here because we're going to talk real quick about um, a project that is uh, ready to be uh, unleashed to the world. Want to talk about it a little bit? Absolutely. Um, As of today, uh, you just gave me the sample uh, of our new package for the Word of God, which is our new audio Bible, non-denominational for everybody. And it's a New Testament. It's the New Testament. It's not the whole Bible, but it's the New Testament. And it's 22 hours of audio on 18 CDs. Right. Well, it's got some fantastic uh, dramatized actor uh, action with uh, with well-known actors and actresses. Uh, very similar to what you've done in the past with some of your wonderful productions. And it's uh, it's more affordable, and it's uh, it's going to be in a lot of stores uh, coming up uh, November 3rd. Isn't yeah, November right? 3rd will be in uh, pretty much... I think uh, most every Walmart is going to carry it in the faith section of the Walmart, and so please check it out. But uh, we're going to play a sample uh, of it in a second, but some of the stars that you'll hear in this dramatized, celebrity-voiced audio New Testament called the Word of God. Well, Neil McDonough, Kristen Bell, all the young kids know her as Princess Anna from uh, Frozen, Blair Underwood, Michael York from Austin Powers, um, Julia Ormond, Blair Underwood, several others. I mean, there's 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 over 80 actors and actresses in the production. Right, and uh, Stacy Keach, uh, my good pal, plays John. Here's uh, here's Stacy Keach and a little clip from the Word of God, celebrity voice, dramatized audio, New Testament. So they took Jesus, and he went out bearing his own cross to the place called the place of a skull, which is called in Hebrew. Golgotha. There, they crucified him. And with him, two others, one on either side, and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote a title and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this title. For the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew, in Latin, and in Greek. The chief priests of the Jews then said to Pilate, Do not write the king of the Jews, but this man said, I am king of the Jews. What I have written, I have written. That's Malcolm McDowell there as Caiaphas. And uh, amazing actors in this. It's just great to... Uh, uh, to produce something like this and have so many wonderful actors come to it and want to be in it and voice roles of the New Testament. Lisa plays Claudia in it, right, Lisa? I sure do. Yeah, it she plays Claudia. Really a great experience to be involved in, to uh, learn how to voice audio this way. It was very exciting for me. Well, it's called The Word of God. It's a New Testament. It's 22 hours, the entire New Testament, from uh, from Matthew to Revelation. And uh, 22 hours on 18 CDs, and it's available at Walmart. I think it's going to be less than $30 for all 18 CDs. So do look for it at Walmart. And uh, you had a, a meeting with uh, someone who founded Willow Creek Church today, right, Mike? Yeah, he is one of the founders. Uh, yes, his name is uh, Gail Landers, also uh, the founder of the Fitness Formula Clubs in Chicago. He's got a bunch of them. And wonderful guy. We went up to uh, 
Madison, Wisconsin, to watch the Badgers play the Boilermakers today, along mm. with our other good friend, who you and I know, uh, play uh, baseball with Chris Clawson. Yep, one Claw of the best. Dad. One of the best baseball players I've ever played with. You're the other one, and one other guy that uh, Gordon who's, Moss. Who's better, me or Claw? Ah, uh, you know what? You guys are both really, really good. I'm not going to say. Come I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. But um, anyway. Um, so this fine gentleman uh, would uh, you got to give him one of these? He's going to love this. Uh, I'm sure he would love to hear it. Tell me his name again. His name is uh, Gail Landers. All right. Well, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, he was one of the founders of the Willow Creek, which is a huge, huge, huge church here in the Chicagoland area. Yeah, he wanted to just bring uh, bring church to uh, you know the Lord to everybody and uh, in a uh, in an easygoing way. You know, just people on their on their terms and chris's company is uh, life fitness yeah life fitness <laughs> well that's why he's in such good shape because he's always working out yes sir all right all right well uh do look for the word of god it, it'll be at uh, most walmarts beginning november 3rd uh less than 30 dollars is the cost for 18 cds 22 hours i hope you enjoy it and uh we want to uh thanks for uh bringing it to uh to play on the air here mike all right, let's uh, take a break. Then it's more here on Hollywood 360. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. Brought to you by Reader's Digest. All right, folks. In our next hour, we're going to tune into a good mystery. It's called Lisa Wolf. She's quite the mystery. Yes, I am. That's what we're going to... I gonna, think that's me. We'll I'm try the mystery. to peel the onion and figure out what is the deal with Lisa Wolf. How does that sound? Yeah, that would be yeah. dangerous. Uh, I don't even think Sherlock Holmes could figure that one out. I don't even think I could figure that one out. Uh, yeah, it's called The Crime Club. That's what we're playing. That's our mystery. It's called uh, Silent Witnesses, and it stars Barry Thompson as the club librarian. But before that... We're going to play Stump the Hosts, all right? So we need a caller. Call us toll-free, 855-360-H360. That's 855-360-H360. Play Stump the Host, win some fabulous prizes. And that's coming your way in our next hour here on Hollywood 360. Stick around.